are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. My co-host Kate is out this week. She'll be back next week. Uh, but today we've got a very special guest. It's Zachary Kruger. You can follow him on Twitter at ZK uh, underscore FFB. You can read his work on Rotoviz. You can read him now on 444 Football. I believe that's 444.com. Zachary, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing awesome, Marcus. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure connecting you uh, with you over Twitter finally a couple of months ago. I know we've gotten a chance to talk a little bit more. And now we are also in the Scott Fishbowl draft together, <laughs> slowly picking our way through that. I think at one point in time we were probably rivaling the slowest draft on the uh, on in the tournament, but we're getting a little bit better now. I think we're about seven rounds in, and it's been fun to uh, kind of start building the Scott Fishbowl team. Uh, happy to be in the league with you. So looking forward to uh, the that season and looking forward to being on here with you tonight. Yeah, Zachary, I didn't know if you understood the rules. You know that Scott Fishbowl isn't a dynasty league, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not a dynasty league, and I think that when when we finally get out of this thing, I'm going to have one of the more youthful teams. But I'm trying For to sure. win this thing a little bit differently. I'm not sure how much I want to get into my strategy on here, knowing that we also pick so closely together. You might snipe me on a pick or two if I divulge sure. too much information. But uh, I like how my team's shaping up, and we can we can definitely talk about it a little bit more if you want to later on. I'm I'm absolutely for that. Uh, all right, so today we've got a, a special show. So we're going to talk about some some players that could see their ADP dramatically rise during training camp because you know we are just what, like three weeks away from training camp videos that everybody goes crazy over on Twitter. Uh, Hard Knocks is coming up in less than a month, uh, and one of the guys I'm going to talk about is going to be featured on that Hard Knocks. So, uh Zach, you put together a, a list of three veterans and three rookies who could see their dynasty ADP rise. Uh, I'd like to start with the veterans. And the first guy that you have is Michael Thomas. He's currently wide receiver 13 uh, in start, startup leagues. Uh, that kind of varies depending on the, the site you use. But why do you think Michael Thomas's ADP could rise here over the next couple of weeks? So the thing that's interesting, I think, with Michael Thomas in general is just kind of how far he's fallen based off of a one-year um, downturn um, in 2020 where he just wasn't the player that we wanted him to be last season. He was going in the first round of drafts. He was often the first or second wide receiver off the board in, in seasonal leagues and best ball leagues. And then in dynasty startups last year, um, I just want to let you know real quick, I'm looking at Rotoviz um, Dynasty League ADP from the FFPC. So that's where I kind of pulled some of this mm -hmm. information from. And last year in 2020, he was actually going as the overall wide receiver one in single quarterback leagues and FFPC drafts uh, for Dynasty startups. Now he's actually fallen all the way down to wide receiver 13. So technically out of wide receiver one range, which I just think is an awfully far uh, plummet for a wide receiver who we were taking number one overall in startups to drop all the way to third. Um, you know, just kind of due to a down season, an injury-riddled season. He only had 40 receptions for 438 yards last year. He actually didn't score a touchdown, which I was surprised to see. But I think that the one thing that has drafters a little bit more concerned than his production on the season 
is the fact that we kind of don't know what the quarterback situation looks like right now. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are going to be battling it out for this job in camp. I think there's some concerns about the quality of targets he's going to receive from either of these players being his quarterback. And I think that's kind of made Dynasty Leaguers a little bit hesitant. And then on top of that, we have some rookies who have come in. We have some players from last year who were rookies who rose up the ranks. Guys like Justin Jefferson, um, you know, who who kind of shocked us all and, and really flew up the ranks a little bit with his seller season. That, that have resulted in Michael Thomas being pushed down a bit. But to see him go as low as wide receiver 13, I think it's just a little bit far of a fall um, for a player who was a wide receiver one in Dynasty just last year in startups. So obviously I think we all would like to see Jameis be the starting quarterback there. If you own Michael Thomas, correct? I, I think that's a given. Yeah, that would be for that would be it for me, I think. But is Taysom Hill really an awful option if they if the Saints do that? Because I'm looking at the game log last year, right? So he started mm-hmm. he started four games at quarterback. The game against Atlanta, he threw 23 times. The game against Denver, I almost throw out because the Saints knew that <laughs> they're going up against a wider, another wide receiver playing quarterback. Two, yes. Yeah, so it wasn't that a real one you game. can almost throw away. The, the next two games, though, against Atlanta, he attempted 37 passes. Then against Philadelphia, 38 passes, and was actually pretty good. Like he had a completion percentage of 73. He averaged almost seven yards an attempt. It, I just, I agree. I think if Jameis is a quarterback, we get really excited. I just don't think we should be all that concerned if Taysom ends up being the starter correct yeah i don't think we should be and i wish i had the numbers more in front of me um you pull you mentioned the game logs which was good Derek brown from fade the noise actually did an article comparing the two a couple weeks ago that i thought was really interesting in his look at the two and he had actually i believe if i remember correctly pinpointed that Taysom hill makes more sense for the saints um, from an offensive standpoint based on what sean payton has run over the years and uh he had used some of the historical comparisons for things that uh that the saints have run over the years and how hill better fits that and then i think he even looked at some of the more specific numbers like deep ball attempts and things like that where he could just kind of outline that Taysom Hill in some areas of the of the of the offense tends to operate better than Jameis Winston has in his career and so he made an interesting case for Taysom Hill I think he ultimately referred to Taysom Hill as being a potential starter and I just think that maybe more articles like that will hopefully build people's confidence in Michael Thomas if it in fact ends up being Taysom Hill but I'm, I'm with you I, I don't think that Taysom Hill is a awful option he's also not someone who i think it's more of just a fear of the unknown like we got a nice little sample size but we also have to see what he would do over the uh, 16 17 game season if he was actually named the starter and i think it's i think it's fair to question whether or not he can have sustained success over the course of a full season um which will be interesting to see if he's named the starter just how much that drives michael thomas's adp either up or further down based on um what ends up happening in training camp All right, let's go ahead and talk about your next player. It's a second-year running back in Zach Moss, who is currently the RB32. You're going to have to explain this one to me because I I just don't see it with Zach Moss. I think he's a a little bit of a plotter. I think he's a compiler when he was at Utah. I just don't see anything special about him. Why do you think his ADP could rise here over the next couple weeks? Yeah, so one thing that I thought was interesting is when I was trying to compare these ADPs and come up with some guys, I was kind of trying to look at players from 
maybe not necessarily just a performance standpoint. Obviously, performance matters how we're going to get fantasy points, but I also wanted to kind of look at guys who are going around him who I could feasibly see falling off either based on age or even just individual roles within their offense and how they might shape up over the course of the year. I'm not the biggest Zach Moss fan, but I do think that when we see some of these players who he's going around, guys like Mike Davis, who has certainly got many years on Zach Moss, I believe that Mike Davis is creeping up on his age 30 season. Uh, I know I think he's 29 right now. James Robinson, who had a nice season last year, but is a, by all accounts, you know, in the minds of many being relegated to perhaps backup duties. Hopefully for some people, he still gets a little bit of work. And then guys like Kareem Hunt, who is a solid player in his own right and certainly a league winner if something ever happens to Nick Chubb. But when speaking in terms of fantasy, even he has years on Zach Moss and is still technically a backup, whereas I think that there's an opportunity where if we hear training cap reports that Zach Moss becomes a starter in Buffalo, he's still operating in a good offense. He was, I believe, one of the top in his classes, a rookie in uh, broken tackles in college. So so I think little things like that make him an interesting player who, if he is in fact named the de facto starter in the Buffalo Bills offense, could be given some opportunities to score. He's still young and I think that he's someone who can move up boards. Not not a massive jump, but, but enough where we're still talking about him as a player who rose, who could also, um, you know, ser- serve a purpose for fantasy um, drafters who are looking to acquire him in startup drafts. Like we think he could potentially be like a low end RB two with a little bit of buzz, right? Like that's that's really the hope here, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see Zach Moss being a guy who's going to like leapfrog a whole bunch of these guys. He, he's got a lot of good names ahead of him, including some guys we're going to talk about later on. So I don't want to get too much into it. But I, I don't, I don't see him, you know, leapfrogging guys like Josh Jacobs going as the RB twenty two, Dave Montgomery as the RB twenty one, or even guys like, I mean, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. Mm. I don't think anyone's thinking that he's going to go up that high. But there are some guys where he's going around. Like I, I, I don't think it would be improbable to think that maybe he's um, going ahead of someone like Miles. Gaskin, who's currently going five spots ahead of him if he's named the starter. I already mentioned Mike Davis. A.J. Dillon is still a backup to Aaron Jones. Dillon's going ahead of Zach Moss right now by two that picks. But there's, even, yeah. but there's even, yeah, so there's even a chance that Zach Moss could jump a few spots here. So I, I'm not trying to go as crazy as to say that Zach Moss is going to be this high-end RB1 or low-end, or, or I'm sorry, high-end, low-end RB1, high-end RB2, but I do think there's a chance that his ADP could rise a little bit. Even someone like Chris Carson, who's been around the league for a minute it now and has an injury history like someone like that i mean you know people want to take him right now but if i'm trying to find the ways to infuse my team with a little bit of youth much like my scott fishbowl team uh you know someone like chris carson who i think is probably closer to being out of the league than in the league um i zach moss being named the starter and a good offense po- possibly rising up the dynasty ranks just enough to maybe push some of these other guys back realizing that you're going to have him for a few years and if he performs well enough to the bills expectations he'll be a starter for this year and possibly even 2022 all right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get to your last veteran, and that is Mike Williams, who I feel like has already gotten a little bit of buzz here this offseason. Uh, the Chargers are talking about having him be the X receiver. Uh, they didn't draft a receiver in the first two rounds. They did add Josh Palmer in the third round. 
but he is slated to be the starting receiver on one of the best offenses in the league. What do you have to say about Mike Williams? Yeah, so Mike Williams, when I was going through and I was trying to compile this list, Mike Williams is a guy who I was kind of surprised to see some of the names who are going ahead of him. Um, right now, and again, we're looking at FFPC Dynasty Startups. He's currently going as a wide receiver 55. You'd be shocked to know probably that the wide receiver 54 who's going ahead of Mike Williams is Detroit Lions and Monroe St. Brown. And that's just one of a few names who I think, I at least I'm personally surprised to hear, are going ahead of someone like Mike Williams who has a 1,000-yard receiving season to his resume so far. He's been in the league for four years he's got a 1000 yard season to his resume he has a 10 touchdown season to his resume he's a former first round pick i believe he's 26 years old and then on top of that uh over the course of his career since being in the league in 2017 mike williams has averaged 6.7 yards per reception uh, I'm, I'm using mm-hmm. a minimum 150 targets just to kind of create a little bit of a threshold there that's the fifth best span over any wide over that's the fifth best yards per reception over any wide receiver over that span um, since 2017. He's a legitimate downfield threat. If you watch highlights, he makes ridiculous catches with basically no regard for his body. Um, he, he's an impressive you know, player when he gets a chance to make a play. He's constantly coming down with contested catches. I just think that Mike Williams um, in this Chargers offense, which you said is already going to be one of the best in the league, hopefully. Um, I think that he has a chance to really perform in a big way on a contract year. Uh, his coach, Joe Lombardi, has already come out and said that he thinks that could be a big year for uh, Mike Williams as well. So I, I think there's a lot of things that are shaping up for a wide receiver who we've seen string together good fantasy seasons before, big fantasy, or I'm sorry, but productive fantasy seasons mm-hmm. um, in the past. To go as wide receiver 55 in Dynasty just seems like a really low you know, bar for him to clear right now, especially when you consider guys like Amonra St. Brown, Corey Davis, Darnell Mooney, Kadarius Toney. These are all players who are going ahead of Mike Williams right now, which is just kind of mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I like that call. I, I do think Mike Williams, if he can get through training camp healthy, and that was a problem last year, right? Like when we were watching Hard Knocks, there was a, a play where he fell hard on his shoulder, and I'm not sure if he was ever healthy since then. So if he can continue some of this positive buzz through training camp, maybe we see him a few snaps in the preseason. Uh, if we see these long balls from from Justin Herbert down the field, I would not be surprising at all if all of a sudden he's creeping into – you know, wide receiver 47, 48 range rather than wide receiver 45, or excuse me, wide receiver 55. Um, all right, let's talk about some rookies. Uh, let's do Zach Wilson because I, I, I like this call by you, uh, Zach, because there's just, this might be the number two pick. There's just not a lot of buzz. Like we're all excited about Trevor Lawrence for obvious reasons. Trey Lance is getting some buzz. Justin Fields, a lot of people are excited about. But Zach Wilson, QB 18, tell me why you think he's going to rise up. Well, again, we're talking about Dynasty today, um, Locked on Dynasty. So this is, you know, you got to factor in more than just a single season, in this case, a 2021 season. Right now, Zach Wilson is going as a QB18 in these Dynasty startup leagues um, behind guys like Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers, who I think are, you know, by all accounts, probably closer to being out of the league at this point in time than they are in the league. Nothing to do with their play, but Aaron Rodgers has tossed around the retirement word a few times. Matthew Stafford is, I believe, 32 or 33, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct me on that if you'd like. I don't have it in front of me. And then Tom Brady could literally retire at any point in the season. So there's, from a dynasty perspective, when you factor in the age, those players alone going ahead of him just seems kind of a little too 
disrespectful to a quarterback who was just you know the number two overall pick in the nfl draft a few years ago um i i'm not necessarily wild about zach wilson you know being a, a byu guy who not, maybe didn't necessarily play the toughest <laughs> conference he didn't necessarily win a lot of big games but nonetheless he's a number two overall pick a few years ago we watched people um laugh at the bills kind of at their selection at, at uh, josh allen for not being the highest quality of player to draft because of his you know lack of accuracy and things like that I can tell you that one dynasty league, I added Josh Allen, and I did not hate that pick when I kind of, he kind of fell to me. And I basically took it because I knew he was going to probably start 16 games for a lousy Bills team. But I was like, this is 16 games I'm at least getting out of a quarterback for the next yeah. couple of seasons. And if he ends up hitting, then good for me. I probably got a guy who a lot of people slept on who's going to return me tremendous value, which now fast forward to 2020, that ended up being the case. Even if that's not Zach Wilson, he's still going to start games for you as long as he's healthy. And he's got a new regime in place that's going to hopefully you know give him the best chances to succeed. They've already done so with some of their offensive line signings and on top of that they drafted some pieces around him they got elijah moore they brought in Corey davis added keelan cole which is interesting but nonetheless they're putting together pieces to hopefully give him a chance um you can't say that this team isn't trying to put zach wilson in a position to at least succeed in year one and hopefully keep him on his feet so here's the thing about Zach Wilson early is that Jets defense is going to be awful. Like yeah. their secondary is awful outside of Marcus May. There's going to be a lot of games and it's going to be really frustrating to watch. But uh, the, whatever app you're on, you're tracking your fantasy teams, it's going to be Zach Wilson has six points going into the last nine minutes of a game and they're getting blown out. And all of a sudden he's got... 295 yards and three touchdowns and it's all in garbage time right like that's yeah. that's going to happen and if you just close your eyes and you don't look until the end of the game and zach wilson's going to look like a great fantasy quarterback it's just going to be really ugly i think for the first couple of years of his career mm-hmm. but we don't care right like we, we don't care how players get their points it, it, yeah. it doesn't matter style points do not matter for us <laughs> uh i think zach wilson is going to do a good job of giving us some very usable weeks early on in his career. So I think that's a good call. Uh, Let's take – go ahead. Do you have any more thoughts? Oh, I was just going to say no one really complained about garbage time Blake Bortles when he was winning fantasy championships a couple years ago. How about garbage time Gardner Minshew? Yeah, exactly. Like like you said, style points don't matter. You're probably going to be stressed the hell out some weeks watching Zach Wilson play. And like you said, maybe having six points heading into the fourth quarter. But at the end of the day, if he gets you there, he gets you there. And hopefully you're doing enough analysis to realize why he's getting you there. And if you can foresee a scenario where he's maybe doing on negative game script alone, if he's performing well in that negative game script, then that might be a decent player to have, especially at quarterback 18, mm-hmm. where now you've seen him play well and you're going to have the benefits of realizing that he's a rookie quarterback compared to some of these older guys who are currently going ahead of him. Absolutely. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next box at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right? Locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, we've got two more guys left. And uh, listen, I, I you sent me over uh, some notes that you had, Zach. And I'm actually uh, – you had a little bit of a cop-out here. You, you wrote two guys for <laughs> one segment. Um, I'm not going to let you get away with this. So uh, you have Trey Sermon or Michael Carter. You get to pick one of the two. Which which one of these two guys is going to, to shoot up our boards uh, in the ADP over the next couple of weeks? So, so I wrote or that's actually supposed to be a slash because I'm ready to make a case for both of them. Um, that's cheating. I, you can't. You got. You got to pick one. <laughs> which is why I had him on there. All right. So, <laughs> so real quick, Trey Sermon's currently going as a running back twenty three. Michael Carter is going as a running back 24, 25. Um, really, the reason I kind of put both down because so, uh, I just think it's an argument that kind of be made for both. So, um, we'll we'll just take that route. Then we'll take that route. I'm making the argument for both right now. Both these players are players who were taken third round or later. Um, they currently are operating in backfields that aren't necessarily the most impressive of backfields um, particularly Michael Carter with the Jets uh, Tevin Coleman is kind of a tried and failed experiment at this point in time in his career thought that he could perhaps handle RB1 workload in San Francisco that didn't work out too well now he's with the Jets not really sure what he's going to have there Ty Johnson the Jets yeah probably nothing um, Ty Johnson is a player who is not offered much in his career LaMichael Pirine is a second year running back who no one was overly high on coming into um, the NFL so Michael Carter I think kind of is already the best running back on his team most likely we just haven't seen it yet and I think drafters are kind of selecting him right now with a little bit of caution like just in case maybe he's not um, which I think he could possibly shoot up the boards relatively easily as training camp stories start to break as we start to hear about him getting RB1 workloads in training camp. Maybe an impressive um, preseason game actually pushes him over the limit. Uh, I mentioned Chris Carson earlier as a guy who is going ahead of Zach Moss. Chris Carson is currently going one spot spot ahead of Michael Carter. I think if Michael Carter is named the starter, he probably jumps a shark and possibly even moves into the top 20, depending on maybe how some other training camp reports come out over these other players who are currently going ahead of him over the next couple weeks. And the same kind of goes for Trey Sermon, too. Um, I'll go ahead and plant my flag on Michael Carter as being the bigger jump just because he's currently running back 25. Um, And Trey Sermon, maybe not quite as questionable a situation, but um, still not a lot of guys who I love who are currently ahead of him. Raheem Mostert's kind of on the opposite end of uh, the age spectrum that we'd like to see right now. Jeff Wilson's banged up. Um, Trey Sermon could probably be named the starter before week one as well. So those are two guys who I think drafters are just a little bit hesitant to take higher right now, but if their name starters by week one or even, you know, week two, but really week one since we're talking draft season, and then I think their ADPs are going to rise a little bit. So the question is, who is the better player? Because to me, it's it's yeah. obvious. Trey Sermon is the better player, right? Mm-hmm. It's whose ADP is going to rise a ton over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It's Michael Carter. Because for a yeah. couple of things, right? Like Trey Sermon's game is like on the field with shoulder pads, full contact, like almost like a Nick Chubb style of game. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter is built for Twitter clips, right? Like this <laughs> awesome, he's going to make these awesome catches in practice, awesome juke moves that fake out linebackers that aren't actually trying to tackle him. Like, and, and for the fact that he's got the New York media behind him, yeah. that's going to just drive, drive the ADP to, to the moon, right? We're going to see videos of Michael Carter every single day, putting linebackers on the ground and that's going to make him somebody that people get really, really excited about. Again, I don't know how much we should value him actually, because I've got concerns about a 200 pound 
feature back. You know what I mean? I just it's it's always a little concerning. Mm-hmm. But I do. I I think I would not be surprising Zach if a month from now these ADPs are are, are flipped. It really would not shock me at all. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think Michael Carter has somewhat of a case to perhaps be. So he's twenty five right now. I think there's a chance he could be running back twenty. Um, we'll just we'll just go running back twenty by the start of the season. It's it's a little bit of a big ask um, right now. Miles Sanders is currently the running back twenty. Um, and just to go through these real that quick, it's not, yeah, it's it's not many here. But David Montgomery running back twenty one. Jacobs running back twenty two. Trey Sermon at twenty three. Carson at twenty four. And then you have Carter at twenty five. So I think those are all kind of players who um are are already on the downswing at least right now in terms of fantasy uh people aren't overly high on montgomery josh jacobs people are all of a sudden concerned about Kenyon drake eating in too much of his workload if those narratives kind of fit over the course of the next couple months and michael carter is named the starter i can kind of see a world where he's jumping some older players like chris carson um some rookies who maybe haven't yet uh, given that top job like trey sermon and some other players who are veterans who the market is a little bit down on on josh jacobs and dave Montgomery um, suddenly you have him you know perhaps at running back 21 a bad report about Miles Sanders which I don't think is crazy um, I'm not really overly high on the Eagles offense this year I, I think there's a path for Michael Carter to be the top 20 dynasty running back mm-hmm. maybe over the final month of the season if a couple things go right on his end and if maybe some you know bad stories down narrative street street arise for some <laughs> of these other players because we tend to be very reactionary to those over the over yes this I, time of I, year Again, I'm just I'm just preparing you guys now. People that have already had your rookie drafts, go get Michael Carter now because I promise you his value is going to go up once we get bombarded with with Twitter or Twitter videos and Twitter gifts of Michael Carter just dusting guys. So the yep. last guy that you had is Rondale Moore of the Arizona Cardinals, currently going as wide receiver 39, uh, second round pick. So he's got some draft capital. Uh, we know he's a heck of an athlete, but why do you think? his value is going to shoot up here over the next two months. So, like you said, second-round draft capital. He's an incredible athlete. He is 5'7", which people have knocked him for a little bit. Um, but he also has a elite breakout age. He broke out, I think, at 18 and a half years old. He had a 30% college dominator rating. And then when I'm looking at some of these players who he's going after in startups, two guys that stood out to me who are other rookies were Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore. Um, we can't seem to stop talking about Jets, I've noticed, on this. We've now covered Michael Carter. I just mentioned Elijah Moore, and we just talked about Zach Wilson. We're not going to focus too much on Elijah Moore here. But the one thing that I thought was interesting with Rondale Moore is people seem to be very high on him from an athletic standpoint, from a tape standpoint, from his first year at Purdue. Uh, There's a lot of things that people like about Rondale Moore. Some people even thought that there was a chance he was a first round, that he would be a first round draft pick, which just didn't quite happen. But I think it's interesting to see some of the wide receivers who are other rookies who he's going after. Um, Jamar Chase is a given. That's probably in all likelihood very correct. Um, But then you see Rashad Bateman, who I think there could be some volume concerns in Baltimore. I know that Baltimore says they want to throw more, but I think people need to contextualize just exactly what throwing more could look like in Baltimore because Baltimore has ran uh, a league high, I believe it's about 55% of of their run plays um, over the last two seasons. And even regressing down to maybe you know, 52, 53% still doesn't mean that they're throwing all that much more than they are running. And I think that uh, Lamar already has a lot of familiarity with Mark Andrews. Um, 
as far as Marquise Brown goes, I'm sure he'll still get his. I think Bateman's probably going to mm-hmm. lead all wide receivers and targets in Baltimore. But I'm just not sure if the volume's going to be there. And I think there's a situation where for Rondale Moore, the volume could be there. I think they could look to get him the ball um, in multiple ways. And then for Elijah Moore, it's just kind of the concern that the Jets are going to be, yes, an upcoming offense. But being an up-and-coming offense comes with some of these struggles. Um, Elijah Moore is someone who has really wowed in camp. So I think that his ADP um, could itself continue to rise. But I think that... Uh, Again, we're talking kind of narratives here and the way we could see stories coming out over the next couple of of months where uh, the way players are being used in training camp. I think there's a really legitimate chance that Rondell Moore um, could get a lot of buzz in training camp and become a player who people start considering um, as someone they're going to be taking above guys like Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, and also guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who is on the wrong side of age and injury history, and even Julio Jones, who is you know now over 30 years old and playing with the Titans. Those guys are also going ahead of Rondell Moore. I'm not quite sure i'd be looking to do that in a dynasty draft at this point in time realizing what we could potentially have in rondell moore with the cardinals yeah so rondell moore has got the splash factor right like we've seen a ton of these guys you know whether it's in training camp or preseason if if he makes one big play in the preseason i don't care if it's in the first preseason game or the third his adp is going to skyrocket like if it's a 75 yard slant that he takes to the house we're going to get really excited about that, just like we got really excited about Amir Abdullah doing that a few years ago. You remember in the preseason, I think it was yes. against the Vikings. Yeah, hey, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't against the Vikings. I don't remember. Yeah, he was he on the Vikings or he was on he was on Detroit, right? It, he was most recently on the Vikings. He may even still be on the Vikings, but he was most recently I, I, on the Vikings drafted by Detroit. Yeah, yeah, he was on Detroit. That's where it was. He was it was his very first carry in the preseason. He took <laughs> it like seventy five yards to the house, and I remember in our redraft leagues that we were doing that year. It just shot up like three rounds. Yep. It's going to happen for a couple of these guys, whether it's Michael Carter, whether it's Rondale Moore, these super explosive young guys that we just haven't seen on the NFL stage yet. One of them is going to pop and their value is going to change dramatically. Uh, so maybe try to get on some of these guys now before we get to training camp and the preseason. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Tell the people where they can find you. Sure. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. You can also check out some of my articles on rotaviz.com and 444.com. I actually just had an article on each site come out today. I also have a live stream that uh, Marcus is actually going to be joining me on this weekend. Um, Roster Lock, the best ball show. We're going to draft the best ball team here. Talk a little bit of draft strategy there. And then uh, I'm also on a podcast with Colin Kelly on Road of His Radio called The Best Best Ball Show, which will be wrapping up our summer series soon. But you can definitely check all those out if you are new to the format and want to uh, learn a little bit more about that. So definitely check it out. I'm kind of all over the place, but you can always find me. Hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions and want to know where you can find my work. I'm happy to help you out. So Kate will be back on Monday. We will continue our uh, our Dynasty podcast. Remember, Matt and Ryan, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, be sure to continue to follow the Locked on Dynasty football podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can download us wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend, and we will see you guys next time.